0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles tonight if you would. Go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 tonight. Thank you so much, Cody. Lord, may this be another defining moment tonight in our lives. Mark us tonight, Lord, with the power of your word. Mark us tonight with your anointing. Whew. Pour out your spirit, Lord, upon this word. Brand us tonight. Brand us tonight. Lord, use me tonight as your messenger. May your word flow through me like fire. And I just speak tonight to your spirit to receive the greatness of God, for your spirit man to stand at attention and to receive. The engrafted word of the Lord this night, in Jesus' name, may the spirit of revelation be upon this house. And Holy Spirit, release and disseminate the gifts that the angels of God have brought into this room. Let it go on and on and on throughout this night, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to look at a very powerful and profound story a very profound story in the book of Acts. I want to draw tonight from it, and I also want to create really a prophetic template, if you would, to bring prophetic insights for the victories and the triumphs that the Lord is going to bring us into in this urgent hour. We understand we are at a very critical, critical hour, but how many of you know God's really good at being God? That's really deep, isn't it? God's really good at being God, and don't be duped and thinking that he's doing a bad job at being God in the nations or in the world. He's good, and he is working in the details right now. I'm in Acts 3. Are you there tonight? I want you to say this tonight. Nothing speaks louder than a miracle. Come on, say it again. Nothing speaks louder than a miracle. And now Peter and John, they went up together to the temple at the third hour of prayer, at the ninth hour. And a certain man, he was a lame man from his mother's womb, he was carried, whom was laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask for alms from those who entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John Peter said, look at us. And so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter Peter said to him, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. What I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up, walk, walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankles the his ankle bones received strength so he leaping up stood up and walked and entered into the temple walking and leaping and praising God walking and leaping and praising God come on walking and leaping and praising God and all the people they saw him walking and praising God and they knew it was he who sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had just happened. i tell you, the church needs to be filled with awe and amazement once again. Can you say amen tonight? I love this story. And we're going to jump right into Acts chapter 4. We're going to jump just a, few, just a few degrees here. And now as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came to them and being greatly disturbed, (laughs) this is interesting, can I just stop and tell you that everyone doesn't get excited with miracles, everyone doesn't get excited with miracles, they were greatly disturbed that they taught uh, taught the people and preached in Jesus and the resurrection from the dead. And they laid their hands upon them, and they put, put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. Isn't that powerful? And as it came to pass on the next day that the rulers and the elders and the scribes and, and Anas, the high priests, and Caiaphas, John and Alexander, and as many... Uh, that were of the family of the high priest, they gathered together in Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked them, by what power or by what name have you done this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, he said, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by, uh, by what means... He has been made well, then let it be known unto you and to all the people of Israel that it is by the name, the name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you, whole, oh glory. This is the stone which was rejected by you, The builders, wow, that's some serious boldness. Which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved. Can you shout hallelujah tonight? Now when they saw the boldness, the boldness of Peter and John... And they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained. They marveled. And they realized that these men had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Don't you love that? They could say nothing against it. There he was, standing, completely healed. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council and conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has now been done through them. It is evident to all in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Don't you love that? We cannot deny it. But so that it it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threatened them from now on to speak to no one in this name. And so they called him in and they commanded them not to speak or to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John, they answered and said, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, uh, you judge. For we cannot help but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In other words... They were trying to put intimidation upon them. And the intimidation was not going to work. Are you with me tonight? All right, five of you are with me. Are you with me tonight? He was saying, look, it's not going to work. We can't but help but speak what we've seen and heard. Verse 21. And so when they had further threatened them, when they had further pressed in with intimidation, they let him go, finding no way to punish them because the people... Since they all glorified God in what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old in whom the miracle of the healing had been performed. And being let go, they went from their own companions and reported all to the chief priests and the elders what they had said to them. And so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. Get this tonight. They raised their voice in one accord unto God. Lord, you are God, you made heaven, you made earth and the sea and all that is within them, whom by the mouth of your servant David you said, Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Stay with me, verse 27. For truly against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand had purposed and determined beforehand what should be done. Now, everybody say now. Now, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants with all boldness that they speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Wow. Can you handle a few more verses? Now the multitude of those who had believed they were in one heart and one soul and neither, and, and did anyone say, say uh, that any of the things that they possessed were their own, but they all had all things in common and great power was upon the apostles giving witness to the resurrection of, ...of the Lord Jesus Christ, and here it is, for great grace was upon them all. For great grace was upon them all. Here they were at a time where they were being manipulated. There was a possible realm of intimidation that could have began to come upon them. But they found the power, they girded themselves up and began to pray a very bold and a very earnest prayer in that hour. What did they pray? They prayed for more boldness. In this hour, it has to be the cry of the ecclesia. Oh God, grant us more boldness and more authority to use the name of Jesus. Come on, are you with me tonight? Come on, are you with me tonight? There is power in the name of Jesus. There is authority in the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, truly, every demon in hell trembles at his name. Hallelujah. It is in the power and the authority of his name that you have been given to tread over all the works of the enemy, over every force of the devil. Can you give God praise in this house tonight? Come on. I love this story. I love this story. And it gives us profound insight tonight and I want to use it because we are in an hour of intense spiritual warfare. I think we all understand that. This is an hour of intense warfare. Our government amazingly our government is breathing now threats concerning even the the a further mandation a, a, a mandate of the vaccination. Telling people that if you're going to play the game, you're going to have to play by our rules. That is what our government is telling us in this hour. If you're going to play the game, you have to play by the rules. The spirit of this age, we have to understand, guys, the spirit of this age, it will try to bully you. The spirit of this age will try to intimidate you. It will try to... Manipulate you. It will try to control you. Are you with me? This spirit will try to make you surrender and lie down and to submit to its demands. It is trying to control you. But I want you to say tonight, I'm not complying. (laughs) I'm not playing the game. I'm not in the game. I'm not complying. I'm not playing the game, I'm not buying into their lies as well. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you dice it, this agenda right now that is being spawned in our country, it is about seeking to destroy, It is seeking out who it can bully and who it can control. As every Christian, as every believer, this, this is the most critical hour for the church to stand. There is an anointing within you. Come on. This is the hour to stand bold. This is the hour to stand in truth. This is not the hour to be backwards or to grow silent. This is the hour to grow bold and to pray supernatural prayers. God, make me more bold. That's what I'm praying. I'm praying this over my life. I'm praying this over my life, understanding that God is going to shoot me forth into realms of darkness and places that are going to make most of us very uncomfortable, but God's going to put the words into your mouth like a fire inside of your belly, and the truth of the Word of God is going to come out of you like a fire hose, and it's going to be undeniable. It is an urgent hour. I, for one, and as this family, we refuse to bow down to this bondage. We are people who have been free. We have been made free from the spirit of intimidation. We have been made free from the spirit of this witchcraft. Can I get an amen in here? It is time to walk in wisdom, and it's time to walk in the anointing of God. It is time to walk fearless in this hour. It is time to speak the truth with courage. It is also time for us to walk free from the trap and the ensnarement of the spirit of of offense. We can walk free from this. There is an anointing that abides in you. There There is a wisdom that abides in you that can keep you free from the air and the snare of offense. Back in June of this year, I went back to several messages early this morning, and I was reviewing some of the words that the Lord was just pushing through my spirit into the body and into those of you that are connected to this family. I brought to you a word back in June called breaking intimidation. Many of you will remember that. I want to bring something to your remembrance tonight. Intimidation is what? Take some notes tonight. Intimidation is what? Intimidation, it means to make timid or anxious. It means to make fearful or to suppress. you got to grab hold of these words tonight. The work of intimidation is to suppress you. Are you with me tonight? The work of intimidation is to, bring, uh, is to, is to try to frighten someone. To bring something frightening upon them or, or to scare someone or alarm someone or to terrify them into a state of being intimidation. It breaks a person down to literally bully them. A spirit of intimidation literally comes on people to silence them and to steal their voice and to steal their authority Brother, don't you let anything in this hour steal the authority that Jesus has given you. If intimidation is allowed in, what will happen, it will give breed to something that is far more sinister. What it will give breed to, it will give breed to depression. It will give breed to oppression. It will give... Uh, breed to confusion and it will shut you down it will shut down your faith if you allow it to that's why you've got to be very very sharp in this hour I say it to you all the time you and I are not a company or a tribe or a family that we we cannot tolerate any spiritual dullness in our life we have to become very sharp Where we allow the flame of the fire of God to be fully applied to our lives. That we stand before the fire of the Lord. We stand gazing upon the Lord and we let the Lord purify us and prune us from anything that could cause us to move into a spirit of fear. Are you with me tonight? Back in that message, I I gave you something out of Daniel chapter 6. You can throw it in your notes tonight. Because in Daniel chapter 6, what we find, see, Daniel was in captivity, yet he was a man that was able to lead with authority and a man that was able to lead with power. Why was that? The, The anointing on his life was so amplified because he had intimacy with God. He had such a burning prayer life that was going on that God amplified him above all the others. And then when the other leaders saw such an anointing upon him, they tried to begin to move into ambushing Daniel with intimidation. And they went to King Darius, and they began to surplant and put seeds of lies over Daniel's life. But how many of you know you can't keep a good man down? And so all the more, while they were sowing seeds into Darius, you've got to watch out for Daniel you got to watch out for Daniel. He's no good. They, they were scared of him. They were intimidating on him, uh, intimidated by him. So they began to use the warfare of intimidation against him. Are you with me tonight? Come on, are you with me? They began to victimize Daniel so much that he was thrown into the lion's den. But this is what we know. When he was thrown into the lion's den, that's when God showed up. That's when God showed up. I submit to you tonight, guys... Out of the fire of prayer, out of the place of intimacy, of burning with God, God is going to launch you as a catalyst into places that are going to be very very unfamiliar territory. But he's going to have a word in your mouth, a word in your belly. And God's going to deliver you from every satanic snare as you stand and testify and be bold and declare the word of the Lord in this hour. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. you got to remind yourself of this daily. You and I have been delivered from a spirit of fear. This whole whole thing that is happening on planet earth, you and I are exempt from it because we've been delivered into another kingdom. We don't have to play the game. We don't have to bow down to this and play the game. You and I have been delivered out of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of light. It is high time that you and I begin to walk in our God-given authority and stand in our God-given place and in our God-given rights. Jesus came to reset us into our place of authority so that we can be seated with him in heavenly places by Christ Jesus so that we can rule over the enemy, not the other way around. Hallelujah. You and I are seated right now in heavenly places far above, far above, far above all principalities, powers, rulers, thrones of darkness. You have been given authority. Matthew chapter 11, you can put it in your notes. It says, the kingdom of, of heaven, if it suffereth violence, but yet the violent take it by force. This is an hour where you and I cannot be backwards. This is an hour where we're going to have to shift us into a gear of mighty faith. It is an hour that we're going to have to shift ourselves into a, a, a gear of intense boldness. This is what we've got to be praying in this hour. Lord, I need more boldness. Lord, I need you to gird up my legs so I can stand and proclaim the truth and not back away from it. And not back down from the intimidations of men. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me tonight? The spirit of this age, it will try to bully you. It will try to dominate you. That was good. The apostles prayed, Lord, they are breathing out threats upon us. Lord, they are breathing threats upon us. Now, grant us more boldness. I believe this is a very strong prophetic word to us. The threat over the church Ladies and gentlemen, what what is standing between this government from bulldozing America right now? I'm telling you, it is the ecclesia. It is the church. It is the church that Jesus Christ is building that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. That is what is standing. I'm telling you, that is what is standing between this government just bulldozing like they would love to do. But the church is rising up. We've got to grab hold of this prayer, guys. It's so simple, but it's so profound. They said, Lord, look at the threats that they are breathing over us. Who do they think they are to demand these things over the American public? It's like we, it's like we should be standing up saying it is written just like Jesus stood up. Uh, to the devil in the wilderness and said, it is written, it is written, it is written. We need to grab our Constitution and say, it is written, it is written, it is written. They said, God grants us boldness. God grants us boldness. Maybe this is too simple for you, but I'm going to tell you what boldness means tonight. I was looking at all of these things today. Boldness means a willingness to take risk. Is that you? Yeah, it is. It's an ability or a willingness to take risk. Boldness is to act with innovation. Boldness is to act with confidence. Boldness is to act with courage. It is the opposite of playing it safe. And there is a lot of the church right now, they're in the lounge of playing it safe. And that is not the tribe of who you're a part of. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Boldness, boldness is what? It's a lack of hesitation or fear in the face of risk or danger. It is courage in the face of danger. You step forward, you step up, you move forward suddenly. There's no lack of hesitation. What is that? It's boldness. It's a refusal to be held back. I love this definition. It's a refusal to be held back by an opinion or a judgment of others. How much stuff from the Lord have we missed over the years of walking with Him because we were so caught up and absorbed by what Brother Billy Bob thought of our life? I, I, I don't want to step on their toes. I, I, that might offend them, and, and that could offend, you know, sister so-and-so, and, and that could offend pastor, and, and, and this, this might do this. I'm telling you what, that goes on in every single worship service. When we really start breaking through the veil of our own flesh, let me tell you, it's going to get wild up in here. You don't need to be worried about what, what anybody else thinks. And this is something fundamental that we need to grab hold of tonight. We need to get over ourselves. Just God deliver us from ourselves. we got to get over ourselves. It doesn't matter what others think. Guys, We it is time to save America. God is calling. Heaven is counting on. On the remnant. Heaven is counting upon the ecclesia. Heaven is counting on the church. Heaven is counting on bold patriots to save this country. And it demands it right now. Why am I pointing all of this out? Why are we going here tonight? Because when you look at the scriptures, what you find, you find many accounts of even in the scriptures where instead of pressing forward, people fell back. This must never, ever, ever be your story. I wanna tell you, there was a time in my life, I've been preaching the gospel now for over 26 years, full time, 26 years, There was a time where I used to believe that leadership was, I'm not going with or without you. That I'm going to go at a pace that we don't lose anyone. I'm telling you, I changed that long ago. Baby, I'm going with or without you. You need to understand. I am going forward with or without anybody. This is a time where lions have to rise up and be bold in this hour. Find your courage. Find your courage. Find your voice and begin to run with the pride of lions. you got to begin to pray for more boldness. I'm telling you, I'm praying this over myself constantly. God, give me more boldness. The Lord wants to put me... most of the time, I don't even come home from Washington, D.C. and tell you who I laid hands on or who I prophesied over or who I was in the same room with. I, I'm very cautious, and you, you most of you understand that. But I'm telling you, God is wanting to put me, God is wanting to put you in the circles of places where... It's going to become uncomfortable, but you're going to have the burning word of the Lord to stop and thwart the plans of darkness. And you're going to have to step up, and you're going to have to be brave. You're going to have to be courageous and bold and not hesitate and not deviate from what the Lord is telling you to do. And when he says, act now, you say as a good soldier, yes, sir. The Apostle Paul, come on, are you with me? I'm preaching tonight. Are you with me tonight? I'm feeling really good tonight. I might preach till midnight. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul, he put it this way. If there was anybody that knew what it meant to be hard pressed on every side or to be or to be crushed or to be perplexed or the apostle Paul, let me tell you, he was bad. He was ba 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 bad. He was bad at the bone. He was bad. I wasn't stuttering there, sorry, that was really cheesy, but he was bad at the bone. Do you guys get the point? I'm telling you, we, we need to learn something from the Apostles. I mean, we think we're under, we think we're under persecution when we'll get blocked on Facebook. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, listen, we're moving into an hour. We're, we've already seen the thunderings and the lightnings of persecution. It is moving in, guys. This is something real, but there is an abiding anointing of the Holy Ghost that's rising up on side, inside of the ecclesia. This is our moment to arise and shine and be bold and speak the word of the Lord. We're hard pressed on every side. But Paul says, even though we're hard pressed on every side, we're not crushed. We are perplexed. But I'm telling you, we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Jump down to verse 16, same chapter. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, this is for somebody in here. For our light affliction, which is but just a moment, Is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And while we do do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen, they are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, what is Paul saying? He's saying... If you are anchored in the unseen reality, if you are anchored in that which is eternal, you're going to be able to step up into this realm and deal with any level of persecution, resistance, mockery, trickery, whatever they try to throw upon you because you're anchored in the eternal. Because you're not not duped in living in virtual reality and trapped by what you see in the temporary zone. You've got to be anchored in the Lord. More persecution is coming. More opposition is coming, but there is a greater realm of glory that God is about to put on display and manifest through the church of Jesus Christ. There is a power, there is an an anointing, there is an authority, there is a boldness that is from another realm. You better get over your, your personality. You better understand right now, this has nothing to do with your personality box. This doesn't have to do anything with your gift trait. This has to do with a supernatural anointing bursting forth from you. God, you see their threats. Grant us boldness. That's what I prayed when I saw the imposter speaking. Out his threats out of the White House okay God you see their threats now grant us boldness you see what he's saying you see what he's doing and you know what spirit he's aligned himself to you know the demon gods he's bowed himself down to and I'm not complying to it now God grant me boldness grant us boldness Grant us boldness. I'm telling you, may the Holy Ghost infuse you tonight. May the Holy Ghost infuse you tonight. May the Holy Ghost just energize you and give you a fresh anointing of boldness. Reality tells us we're going to experience problems. You're going to have challenges. You're going to face setbacks. However... If you walk closely with Jesus, you're going to see him show up. You're going to see Jesus show up right in the midst of the fiery furnace, right in the midst of the lion's den. And that is where the Lord wants to show up with you, and he wants to show off. I heard that out there. Count it all joy. Amen. I'm with you, brother. Here's my point. Tonight we can give no place to intimidation. But Brian, my reputation is on the line. I understand that. Brian, my job is on the line. I understand that. We've been busy writing religious exemptions, helping people all over. Not only here, but all over the country. Engaged in many, many different battles. Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 4 in verse 27. Give no place to the devil. I want you to say it with me tonight. Give no place to the devil. Say it again. Give no place to the devil. That's right. You give nothing, you give nothing in the realms of your thoughts, in the realm of your consciousness, in the realms uh, uh, of your imagination to the enemy. You don't seed any place to give him a pulpit to start bullying you. When you look up the word place, give no place to the devil, it literally means pulpit. That means you don't give the enemy a place to start bullying you and broadcasting his manipulation over you. You don't give place to it. When you see this garbage being spewed out, don't you just drink it in. You take authority over it immediately and say, this will have no effect. I'm telling you, this is how I do it. This will have no effect on me and Bren. This will have no effect on Josiah and Victoria. It'll have no effect on Victory at Church of His Presence and Light the Fire Ministries. You got to speak it out. Give no place to the enemy. You got to take authority over it immediately. Luke chapter ten and verse nineteen. Some very familiar scriptures. I'm giving them to you tonight. Luke chapter 10 and 19, verse 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Notice that all the power of the enemy. That includes intimidation, that includes manipulation, domination, witchcraft. It shall by no means harm you or affect you or hurt you. That's your promise. Those are the words of Jesus. None of the power, none of the trickery of the enemy shall by no means harm you. Next, when you're in the fight, I want to say over you again, do not back up. Stand secure and be confident. That means you take hold of boldness. You need, to say, you need to say in yourself, in your spirit, Lord, you have given me a spirit of boldness. You have anointed me. You have anointed my mouth. And when I get up to speak, the presence, your presence will be on my mouth when I speak. And you will sever chains of darkness when I speak. Are you with me tonight? You need to know that the Lord will back you with angel armies tonight. This is, a, this is a reminder. We're not working alone. Jesus said, I'll, I'll not just be with you, I'll be in you. The Spirit of God is with you, but there are angels working with you. Hebrews 1.14. He says, they are angels. Are, are not these angels, not, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are the heirs of salvation? I'm telling you, it is critical Critical in this hour that we understand God has commissioned mighty, powerful angels on your behalf to walk with you, to war with you, and to make sure you fulfill your heavenly assignments in this hour. I think it's going to cause you to be far more bold. I really do. Next, here's another secret. You've got to remember that greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. I'm in 1 John chapter 4 while you're turning there. You've got to remember it. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. You need to underline that right now in your Bible. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. It's amazing right now. It's amazing right now. Preachers of the gospel right now that are being duped into delusions and deceptions. Believers that once preached under the anointing and the authority of the word of God. Now believing you can find the universal Christ in all religions. I'm going to tell you right now, that is a doctrine of devils. Notice what he said. Do not believe every spirit, but test The spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now, it is already in the world. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. This is the hour of the ultimate overcomers. There is an issue and a decree from the throne of the Lord that that God is giving in this hour, in this time on planet Earth, some of the greatest overcomers that have ever walked the Earth are about to rise up over the works of darkness and put on demonstration the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to see some of the greatest demonstrations of power unleashed in this hour. Amazing stuff mind-boggling stuff i'm gonna be one of them how about you i said i'm gonna be one of them how about you glory to god next stir up the gift of god that is within you by praying in the spirit write it down stir up the gift of god within you by praying in the spirit. You know how listen, you know how vital it is when we get in here and we start praying together in the spirit? You know how many silly stupid churches have erased the Holy Spirit and told their people you're not allowed to speak in tongues from the pulpit? You're not allowed to speak in tongues from that from that microphone. They've told their worship leaders, "Don't you dare try to go there because people aren't going to understand it." Are you with me? There is power when we begin to flow in unity and, and as one, and we begin to pray and, and begin to decree into the Spirit in this atmosphere. There is power, power released. Jude 1.20. Jude 1.20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. What are you doing? You're literally building your inner man when you're praying in the Holy Ghost some of my some of my friends that I run with um, <laughs> throughout the country they they knew I was sick this past week they knew I was overcoming the China virus and said so they were praying for me and and they were sending me prescriptions in this private text telling me it's time to pray another 15 minutes in the Holy Ghost and take your medicines and but every day they were telling me, grab another 15 minutes. Grab another 15 minutes and just pray nonstop in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you what, that's where the power is at. That's where the power is at. The enemy doesn't have the gift of interpretation, brother. <laughs> he has no clue what you're saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can't decode what you're saying. You're praying into the throne zone between you and Father, and He has no place beyond that veil between you and He. Hallelujah. Build yourself up. Pray in the Spirit. Pray always in the Spirit. Build your inner man. Build your inner man by praying in the Spirit. This is so key to victory. This is so key to our triumph. It's so key to winning in worship as well. If we're going to win in worship, we've got to move in realms of the Spirit where we take hold. And that, that, that worship begins to move into other realms of prayer and intercession. And we take hold by the Spirit and begin to pray the perfect will of God. Are you with me tonight? Jesus said concerning opposition, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 19. He said concerning opposition, when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. We need to grab hold of this tonight. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about how you're going to speak or how you're going to sound or what you're actually going to speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. I want to tell you, what's going to load your guns is praying in the Spirit. What's going to load you down, baby? You want to make sure every magazine is loaded strong. You want to be praying in the Holy Ghost. And then when the hour comes, God's going to flip you and hit that trigger, baby. And the Word of the Lord. The word of the Lord's going to be coming out of your mouth and you're not even going to be thinking about it. It's going to be flowing out of you like a river. Don't worry about what you're going to speak. You're going to have the words. If you've been with Jesus, all they did was look at the apostles. They said, they're untrained. They're unskilled. They're unlearned. But this is what we know. These guys have been with Jesus. And What were they doing? Lord, you see their threats. Now grant us, grant us more boldness. Oh, I love that. Uh Ah, Woo. Ooh, I feel fire. You good? Hallelujah. Luke 21. Put it in your notes tonight. Luke 21 and verse 15. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Look at it again. I'm going to give you a mouth. I'm going to give you a mouth. How many of you remember when you were little and your mom was trying to correct you and said, boy, I'm telling you, you got a mouth on you. How many of you heard that? I know Victoria heard it. Girl, you got a mouth on you. (laughs) God's going to give you a mouth. Look at this. He's going to give you a mouth, and he's going to give you wisdom that all of your naysayers All of your adversaries, they're not going to be able to contradict you or resist you. What's he saying? I'm going to put words in your mouth that you're going to speak that are going to be undeniable. This is what we need in this hour. We don't need smart mouths. We don't need to be arguing. We don't need to be debating. We need to be releasing words of power, words of authority, words that have anointing on them that stop people in their tracks. Words that stop them in the midst of their sin and wake them up. My God, I must repent. We don't need to spend and waste hours debating people over nonsense. We need to have words of quality power and anointing that when the Spirit of God is upon it, the word of the Lord is in your mouth and the anointing is on your voice and it stops people in their tracks. They say, What is that? What is that? What is that? A couple weeks ago, well, a couple months ago, I was over at Chipotle. All I did was go up and say, I'll have three tacos. Everybody's in in the line. All of their heads came straight up. And the girl goes, are you a preacher? (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, yes, I, and that wasn't new to me. I said, well, yes, I am. She said, I knew as soon as you said that. I've been using that line a lot. Can I have three tacos? <laughs> God, grant me more boldness and pass the salsa. <laughs> grant me more boldness and burritos. Glory. I'm serious. All I do is say, can I have three tacos? All their heads came up and the girls said, are you a preacher? I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, yes, I am. Elvis has entered the building with the anointing. I <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> remember, remember this. God has given you a place and a position of authority. I want you to write it down. God has given me a place and a position of authority. God has given me a position and a place of authority. You got to remember this. Guys, you know, I, I tell you stories like that, but you know what? God's given me authority in a place called Sarasota. He's given you and I authority in this city. This city belongs to the Lord, and we're not ceding it to the enemy. This city belongs to the Lord. It belongs to us, and we're not giving it over to the wicked. We're not giving it over to the God mockers. We're not giving it over to them. This city belongs to the Lord. This city is destined to be marked with awakening and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God has given you a place and a position, and it sounds like this. Joshua 1.9, we know it well. Have I not commanded you? I want you to be strong and of good courage. I want you to be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever Wherever, wherever you go, you've got to remind yourself and you've got to say, God, grant me more boldness. And God, as you thrust me out, I believe you are with me wherever I go. You are giving me a position. You are giving me a place. You have given me the authority of your name. You have given me the power of your blood. And now when I go forth into this place, now I release your authority. We are destined to literally transform atmospheres around this city and around this region. I told you months ago, you never run from the devil. Don't run from the devil. What I tell you? I told you, you deal with the devil. I said, you don't run from the devil. You deal with the devil. Now, the battle is going to get a whole lot more fierce out, outside of these walls. And a lot of these patriots, just patriots that are being awoken, they're going to start seeing something when the ecclesia comes on the scene, because the devil's really going to start manifesting a lot stronger, and it's going to be time for the sons and daughters of God to step forward and say, "Let me take this one." You've been talking, but now it's time for me to deal with it. I mean, what if what if we spoke up and said, you know what, you will be mute. In the name of Jesus, you will be mute. All of that filth that's been coming out, you will be mute in Jesus' name. Are you hearing me? <clears throat> this is how Jesus said to deal with it. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Matthew 10 and verse 8. He said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. There it is. Cast them out. Freely you've received, now freely give. What did I tell you? You don't, you don't run from the enemy. You deal with the enemy. You cast the devil out. You have been anointed. You've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with it. Deal with the devil. My last point tonight, and it's where I started at this train, it's time for us to pray for more boldness. It's time for us to pray for more boldness. The apostles (coughs) were experiencing a high level of turbulence. Miracles were beginning to break out. The man at the gate, beautiful, had been healed. There was no explanation. They couldn't deny it. They couldn't fight it. They couldn't deny it. But they just kept trying to heap on another helping of threats and intimidation. And I love what Peter said. How in the world are we, what, what we going to yield to you or are we going to yield to God? Are we going to be manipulated by you or are we going to say what God says to say? We're going forward. It's basically what he said. But then when they got back together, they said, Look, all of us recognize the threats are being breathed. It is time for us now to access heaven and pray this way God, grant us more boldness. Grant us more boldness. That doesn't mean that you go and you start praying, Oh God, change my personality. No, no. It means in your inner man, your inner spirit, God, give me another download, another level of Holy Ghost authority and boldness. This is what we need in this hour. God needs you. God needs you to become a voice. God needs you to be activated by his voice and his anointing now to speak with clarity, to speak with wisdom, to speak with anointing. He needs you now. Now. This is not the time. This is not the time to get backwards and to pull yourself away from the battle. Guys, these battles aren't going anywhere. There are more campaigns that are about to ramp up in this war. It's about to get all the more intense. But understand, the Holy Spirit is preparing you right now for this day of battle. And you know what? I believe we're going to do the greatest exploits beyond anything we've ever dreamed before. God's going to use you and I in a demonstration of power and authority to give glory to the King. Come on. Can you give God praise in the house tonight? Come on. Let's stand. Let's stand. Hallelujah. It's our prayer, Lord. It's our conviction tonight. Holy Spirit, we need more boldness. Holy Spirit, we need more boldness. And, Lord, we access your throne tonight. We thank you, God, for the access to come boldly before the throne of grace tonight. And we ask you, Lord, to baptize us with the fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost and fire. Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, fill us, we pray. Fill us, we pray. And, God, give us boldness Give us another realm of boldness, another level, God, to speak, to move in wisdom and power. Fill us, Lord. Fill us. Grant us more boldness. Lord, we pray over the ecclesia. We pray over the church of America, Jesus, that you are building that they rise up triumphantly in this hour and begin to speak the wisdom of the Lord, the mind of the Lord, the counsel of the Lord, prophetic mysteries of the Lord, prophetic strategies of the Lord. That we take territory, that we advance and move forward. Whoa, whoa, and take territory in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands tonight and just begin to pray it over your life. You can pray it in the Spirit if you wish. Pray it in the Spirit. God, grant us boldness. More boldness, more anointing. More boldness, more anointing. More boldness, more wisdom. More boldness, more wisdom. God, give me a mouth. Give me a mouth. Give me a voice that our naysayers cannot resist. Woo! Fire in my mouth, God. Fire in my belly. The anointing, God. Let there be a greater weight of the Holy Ghost on our mouth, upon our voice to speak in this hour. Go ahead, Cody. Go ahead, Cody. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More. More. More of you and less of us, Lord. More of you, less of us. More of you, less of us, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would deliver us. You would deliver us from so much of ourselves, Lord, that w- that self would be removed out of the way. That we we wouldn't be so conscious of ourselves, but we would be so consciously aware of you and your very presence amongst us. <speaking> I pray, Lord, for that anointing of the messenger to come upon this house. The messenger, the messenger, the prophetic voice to call this nation back to you. To call the prodigal nation back to the Father. I pray that that anointing is released upon you in Jesus' name. To be a messenger of righteousness. To be a messenger of wisdom. More Lord. Grants us access. Grant us more boldness. It's going to be required of you to have a greater anointing of boldness. It's going to be required of you. It's going to be required of you. Hallelujah. 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 Sharpen us tonight, Holy Spirit. Sharpen us, Lord. Sharpen away, Lord. Take away any realm of spiritual Dullness in our life, Lord, that we are sharp, razor sharp in your hand. Make us into a mighty weapon in your hand, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. More, more, Lord more Lord more Lord I bless your your spirit tonight to be awakened even greater to your surroundings in every scenario where you go everywhere you go that you're listening for the Lord that you're praying quietly in the spirit but that you're listening to conversations you're listening for the Lord to say now I want you to step right into that release a word shut that down shut those lies down right now and release truth ha ha hallelujah 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 God, grant us more boldness, we pray. Grant us more boldness, we pray. Those of you that are watching online, I just pray over you. God, give them more boldness. Give them more boldness. Give them more boldness and authority in Jesus' name. Give them a mouth. Give them a voice of wisdom in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have set us free from the bondage of intimidation. That the works of fear, manipulation, witchcraft, does not work upon the sons and the daughters of God. I thank you that you are giving us clarity of vision. You are giving us eyes to see the truth, perceive the truth, say the truth, release the truth. And I thank you, Lord, the truth shall make many free. The truth shall make many free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we lift up a mighty shout of victory in the house tonight? of the Lord in your belly. Woo! Thank you, Lord. I want our prayer team to go ahead and prepare yourself. Get your breath met. Get yourself ready. Pray over folks tonight. We're going to open the altars for any reason that you need prayer tonight. We want to pray for you. We believe this is a house of encounter and a house of miracles and a house of healing, a house of deliverance. This is our night. It's been a powerful night, and we're not done yet. I want our prayer team to go ahead and begin to come. I'm going to open the altars in just a few minutes. I want to tell you, by the grace of God, the goodness of God, I'm so thankful that I'm standing here healthy. I'm so thankful I'm able to preach preach the Word of God with anointing, with strength tonight. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. It feels so good to overcome come back and kick the devil right in the teeth. Hallelujah. God is good. Can our prayer team just kind of come together? There you go. There you go. Father, as we open the altars tonight, even now, we just pray for the reign of your anointing and that, Lord, that words of wisdom and words of knowledge will be released now and that healing and miracles will be accessed even now, even now. Lord, may your river flow through this altar in beauty, in beauty. I thank you, Lord, tonight for the healing of bodies, the healing of spirit, the healing of the soulless realm, the healing of thoughts, the healing of imaginations and memories tonight. Lord, you bring inner healing and deliverance to lives this night. And we give you all the glory and the praise. And Lord, I also pray for a mighty infusion of a greater anointing and a greater glory for this hour as hands are laid upon those that come in Jesus' name. Amen. You want prayer for more tonight? We're ready. You want prayer for more? For any reason, I want you to come now. Guys, we love you. Good night. Those of you online, we love you. God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at VictoryFLA.com or download the Victory FLA app.